Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Green Pole podcast. I'm the editor of Hamia and Dan Crawford. Um, I'd like to begin with an apology for our absence from the airwaves over the last few weeks. I don't really have a good explanation except to say that I found it very hard to even write about Fulham following the tragic passing of Lisa Hughes on the night that we lost at Aston Villa. Lisa was an incredible lady who lit up the lives of all of us who are fortunate enough to know her. She followed Fulham fanatically everywhere and the beautiful tribute paid to her during the Manchester City match showed the special impact she had on the Fulham family. All of our thoughts remain with Lisa's husband, Anthony, her delightful daughter, Madison, and all of her family and friends. Lisa will be forever Fulham. We'll never forget her or that sensational smile. Uh, May Lisa Hughes rest in peace. Um, And that's not an explanation, as I said, for why we've been AWOL, but I'm delighted to be back joining me to celebrate the fact that the mighty whites will finish above our sanctioned sw6 neighbors for the first time in 40 years is my good friend oscar bloom oscar how triumphant are you feeling this evening as we discuss full matters again i'm feeling very triumphant and i'd also like to apologize to both our viewers for our uh, lack of um uploading in these past few well i'd say weeks now well, I don't, I don't know who you're describing as the viewers, because unless I'm very much mistaken, nobody can see me or you no, while, while we do this podcast. But yeah, you know, yeah. nice to see you're <laughs> off to an accurate start as ever, my friend. Um, let's. Uh, it seemed very fitting that we finished the Craven Cottage campaign, at least in the way we started it. Another 2-2 two, two draw with a penalty and a header from somebody called Alexander Mitrovic. How good was it to see the Serbian back in action at our historic home, Oscar? Did you enjoy it? I mean, he's good. He's very. He's a very good player, but I'm still not convinced. He hasn't got a patch on that Vinicius guy. He's our, <laughs> Vinicius is our main man. And I, I don't understand why Marco Silva's played this random Serbian. I mean, who is he really? All jokes aside, it was really good to see him. And he, he made a couple of mistakes, no, most notably that sitter. But overall, it was a very good performance from our main man. Yeah, let's um let, let let's let's talk about the uh, the penalty because um, a few people have cast doubt on Mitro's ability to take penalties. I don't need to remind a Serbian uh, sympathizer of his penalty record, do I? But he rifled that one home. Yeah, he did. I mean, it was um he's he's done some good penalties in his time, but like. Over the past couple of seasons, he's kind of just got this thing of telegraphing it into the right-hand corner. And it's glad to see he's finally done something other than that. Well, he did smash it right into the corner. Oh, I did. Yeah, I yeah. it's to... nice to see something different today. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, nice I stuff. used to think he should just hammer those penalties a lot more than he actually did at times. But I felt like there was a bit of frustration from everything that's gone on that he took out in that penalty note. Yeah. Um, I'd say I'd say it definitely means something to him that he's finally scored one after what everyone's saying. I think he did mention that in the in the um, press conference. I will not put in the interview after. Uh, I would say it's it's a, it's honestly a really good thing. I think it'll do him a massive confidence boost and um, hope he gets many more goals next season. Yeah, well, let's not uh, rule out the possibility of another one at least next Sunday. Um... Hopefully, hat trick. 
Yeah, he could have had a hat-trick uh, yesterday, as you alluded to. It was a very strange game in so many ways. We were absolutely battering Palace, and then we found ourselves behind, didn't we, Oscar? I mean, the first goal that Palace scored came from our own corner. We didn't cover ourselves in glory there, did we? Yeah, no, it was, it's, it's, it's actually a reoccurring theme I've noticed over this season. One of our weaknesses has been when the other side are countering, if, you know, if we're, if we're trying to do a high press or from a corner or something like that, we're not able to get back quickly enough. Um, another example of that that draws my mind is against Arsenal when we were trying to press them really hard and then they just got the ball out really easily like it was nothing and scored because we had no one really ready for that. It, it was a funny game, like you said. I, I think it wasn't necessarily... We kind of did it to ourselves, but at the same time, we weren't finishing our chances. And sure, we had a couple of penalty shouts, which, you know, maybe we could have got if we had a more sympathetic referee or if our name was Manchester City. But um, I still think we should have done better in the chances that we got, despite, you know, those decisions that didn't necessarily go our way. And it, we got off to a poor start. We did make it up later on mm. in the second half and just before half time. But I still think we should have done better at the start in taking those chances that we created. I could easily have been two or three up before Palace scored. Just on the goal, though, any blame for Leno or is that really harsh? It, it, it look, obviously, Palace, Roy Hodgson turned us around. So we were defending the Putney end in the first half. So those of us at the Hammersmith then wouldn't have had as good a view as we would have done if they were kicking the right way. But it looked a bit easy for Edward to score there. I don't really like putting any blame on Leno because, as you said, it was far too straightforward for Palace to get into our penalty area from a corner that had broken down. But what are you saying on the goalkeeper? Am I being harsh here? I would say I've seen him pull off harder saves than saving that shot. However, I wouldn't expect him to save it. Yeah, he kind of telegraphed, he, he kind of predicted where the shot was going, didn't he? And yeah. made it easier for Edward, maybe. But still a good finish. He yeah. Just, I was surprised, that's all. Um, yeah, yeah, I get that. You've alluded to it already. So we got back into it when Tyrick Mitchell tripped Harry Wilson for a penalty that even that referee couldn't fail to give. Um, there was no doubt about Mitro taking it, was there? He was definitely, he was definitely going to take it. Yeah, uh, well, absolutely. Yeah. Were you nervous? To tell you the truth, I was, um, I was, I was down in the what's it called? You know, not the stands. The thing, you know, the bit below the stands where there's like a bar, the concourse, and stuff and stuff. Yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, the concourse. That's it. That's it. Um, so all I heard was when I was down there was the um, the cheer of us getting the penalty. So I ran out to the dugout. And I'm just in time, you know, not like the um, the tar- like the little bit of tunnels that go to the stands. And I just the stood stand. there. Yeah, you can just see. Yeah, yeah. it's the stands. Yeah, so you see it. And I, by the time I got there, it was just before the goal. So I wouldn't say I was really nervous because I didn't actually know what was happening before <laughs> I saw it. It's nothing like an informed contributor to a podcast, is there? <laughs> um, trust me when I tell you, I was nervous about it. Um, but he made me look foolish because he absolutely buried it. Um. The second goal in the second half, I think when they write the book on Mitrovic at Fulham, we'll be talking about goals like that. If you had to pick the typical Mitrovic goal, 
it would be a header like the one that he he got there when William whipped in that free kick. No, it's a brilliant uh, header. And it's what we know Mitrovic can do. Great to see him back finishing off those those chances. He does give us something different to every other striker we've got, doesn't he? Yeah, I'd say over the years he's become far more of a complete striker than he has been. You know, um, that penalty shot which we got, uh, that penalty which we got, sorry, uh, it was set up by Mitro with a great overhead um, pass to Wilson. And I think that's another thing. Like, his game overall has just improved so much. Like he always had that ability to just to score goals. But over this, particularly this season and last season, he's improved so much just in his game generally, you know, in his technique, in his passing. And I think it's actually really encouraging. And it's one of the reasons I think he's our main man because he, he, but he's not, um, you know, he's not necessarily the fastest player on earth. He's not, you know, really slow. He used to be very slow, but he's not anymore. He's uh, not quick, but I th- though, is he? No, no, that's he's not the quick. Point. No. Yeah, yeah. And he's how much quick, of this and, is down yeah. to Marco Silva? You know, bringing more, bringing him more into play, more into build up, looking for those passes like the one you mentioned to Harry Wilson. Does does Silva get some credit for giving Mitro another level? Uh, I'd say absolutely. And, you know, for proof of that, you can look at all the other players which have somehow improved under his tenure. So I'd definitely say Marco Silva has a lot to do with it. Yeah. And he, he, what, you're, what you're saying is he's a much more complete forward because he's involved in the build-up play and the way he moves around the pitch makes him more difficult to, to pick up. Even if... Did you notice Joachim Anderson giving him an elbow in the second or third minute? Did he... Did you, did you see that? Um, Palace were quite rough. I was I was surprised. So, you know, this moving, Mitrovic being a lot more involved in the play makes him more difficult for centre-backs to pick up. But it wasn't, you know, just going back to that second goal, it's a great header from a great free kick. And we're a lot more dangerous at set plays than we used to be, aren't we? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And that's... Partly because of William, but also I do want to give a shout out to Pereira, who is our dead ball specialist here at mm. Fulham. You know, he's delivered a lot of really good free kicks and corners over over the season. And I and I really think that's one of the things Marcus Silva stressed because and he, he said that actually publicly, I remember quite a while ago now. He said that dead balls are something he really wants to focus on because and set plays because it's something where they can show off what, sort of what they know and you know, we may not have up like a Haaland level players. Which, you know, obviously our players are fantastic, but we're not going to say that they're um, Haaland or someone like that. You know, they're not proper, not proper. They're not world no. world class players. Erling Haaland Let's never not... scored forty three goals in the championship, mate. I mean, when he does that, we can we can give him the credit <laughs> he deserves. I mean, you know, not that I'm biased, but, yeah, obviously, obviously not. But what I'm trying to say about that is we can really focus on these plays where it's not all about, you know, who can kick the ball the hardest, the most mm. accurate. It's about who works the best as a team. And I think that's something Marcus Silva has done really well. He's very similar to, we'll come on to it a little bit later, very similar to Roy Hodgson in that respect, in improving players, um, increasing their longevity and giving them that extra 10%, if you like. Um, uh, uh, that's one of the things I've really enjoyed about this season. People like Reem, Zekel Dover, Reed. Um and you know even Pereira, Tom Kearney, Harrison Reed, people who have been in the team. Kenny Tete is another example. People who are in the Championship level side. Robinson, 
um, as well. People who are very good in the championship, and we worried about how good they'd be in the top flight, and they've all been sensational. Um, having said all of that, how frustrating was it to throw away all three points at the end, Oscar? I mean, with a really preventable goal as well, no? Yeah, it was. I mean, from what I remember of the goal, I watched match of the day just before this, so I should really remember um, details. I think some tracking back wasn't really done properly. By well, it's from a free players. kick, isn't it? So well, I'm not sure it was a free kick in the first place. Tete on Eze. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of the other goal. I'm thinking yeah, of the other goal. It's yeah, not yeah, the first time yeah, we've yeah. done that. Um, yeah, yeah. For so, the free kick, yeah, yeah. So Tete fouls Eze in the opinion of the referee. It was a very soft pal. It was a very I soft pal. I thought so. He was looking for it. But then the ball goes in. We don't deal with the first ball. And it bounces off Robinson, I think. To yeah, Ward. and then we all claim offside. And then we all stand there. So they eventually score because no one's trying to defend because they're all claiming offside. Well, Leno makes a really good save from the initial one. Yeah. And then he's just helpless because Ward has followed it in. But yeah. I, I feel like there'd be some, some stern words on the training ground or after the analysis about that because we've got some big units in there. Diop. Uh, Tosin is not small, you know. Polina and Tete, everyone knows their role. Um, and we, we got ourselves, and this is linked to the next question because I wanted to ask about did this game show where we've got to strengthen over the summer if we want to keep making progress? But I wondered if Silver's substitutions, particularly taking off Kearney changed the context of that last 10 minutes because we suddenly didn't look like we were in control of the game anymore. And I felt Kearney played another excellent game, gave us that assurance in the centre of midfield. We didn't keep the ball at all after he went off. Um, And so I'll ask those two together. Firstly, talk to me about how important Tom Kearney is and how impressed you've been with him while we've not been recording these podcasts. And then I'll talk about what we need to do in the summer. So give me a minute and a half on how good Tom Kearney's been and whether you agree that taking him off was a mistake. I th- I think Tom Kearney's been, I know it's a shock opinion, but I he's been he's been really good for us this season. I, I think I think there's a stat recently he was the most used substitute in um any Premier League game, I think definitely I think this season or maybe of all time, I don't remember the exact statistic. But it kind of goes shows that how much impact he has had this season and especially now Pereira's gone. He plays although they play in the same position, they play different times of uh, like a different type of style. And Kenny's really good at sort of sort of regulating the game, making those progressive passes. And I think that is something we really did miss when he came off because we had a lack of an actual of an actual playmaker, you know, putting on Solomon and Decker of Reed you know, both of those guys are more sort of wide players and I don't think neither of them could really step up to that kind of role. Not because they're not good footballers in their own right, but because it's not their position, you know. It's not really fair for yeah. to ask them to do that. And also, so I think Ken- we sort of lack that ability. And also, Kearney has played deeper in that central midfield role uh, the longer his Fulham career has gone on. So he's more comfortable coming deeper to get the ball, holding on to it, knowing when to release it. Um, and the only question mark with TC is, can he do, you know, is he able to start games and 
be of consistent quality. And I think he's answered that very emphatically. I'll ask the second part of it now. Um, we've got some work to do in the summer to strengthen the squad. We all know that. And I think this game displayed where we need to strengthen. You've talked about this before. Diop on the left side of defence is not as good as Diop on the right side of, of, as I said, a right side of centre-back for very obvious reasons because he's not as happy on his left foot. We need a left-footed centre-back because Tim Ream can't be uh, Franco Baresi reincarnated for another five years, I don't think. Although, please feel free to prove me wrong, Tim. Um, We need a couple of centre-backs. We definitely need another attacking midfielder or an option to replace Pereira. Um, and probably need a striker as well. What do you reckon over the summer, Oscar? Where do we need to uh, be looking to improve the squad? I personally would say we. I just agree with you when you say we need a striker. I think Vinicius is our backup striker. I don't. Oh, you to really worth... change your tune on Carlos, didn't you? I know. I know. It's because I. I thought we just before, need to run it thought... back a second to the very know, last podcast I know. we did. I know. No, no. I know. I know. I That's know, fine. I, I'm, what, I'm, I'm, like, I, I would just. Say I'll explain that... why. I'll explain go why. On, I'll on, explain why. Yeah. Because before I thought he had no ability. That's a bit hard. And now, and now, it's not. You know, some players I I think aren't necessarily good now, but they could improve or that they have something in them. I was I convinced. It, I think Vinicius it's very harsh. Vinicius has been slated, not by you, but by the by the wider Fulham fan base. He's been slated horribly for a guy who's you know got quite a decent goal minutes to goals return um yeah and, and for someone who's just come into the team and been expected to fulfill this role so what i'm saying with the striker is you've got Mitrovic you've got Vinicius um Jay Stansfield could potentially be an option maybe later in his career he may need another loan I'd love to see Joe Stansfield around the first team score personally, but I'm just thinking about having another tactical option, a different type of striker to Mitrovic and Vinicius. You know, someone who adds different attributes. But you don't agree? That's fine. Do you agree with the two centre halves? We need some defenders. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one hundred percent. In in terms of specific players, there's a really good Serbian called uh, Strakinja Pavlovic, who is a very um, able and a young defender who I think could really, you know, succeed. Ream at Red Bull Salzburg, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I okay. I mean, I mean, would you like to uh, would you like to plug any more players? Anyone else you think um, you should go for? Very quickly, I'm not being serious. We'll we'll we'll, we'll do a whole <laughs> podcast on that over the summer. But in terms of positions, we might need some more in midfield. Um, you've got yeah, Sasalukic, yeah. but we still haven't really replaced Chabar or Onomar, although it wouldn't take much replacing. Um, and I feel like pro- if we got someone off the street, we could probably just about cover them a bit both. hard. But I know where you're coming from. Right, and so aligned to that, Marco has spoken a couple of times about this being a big summer. It's really important the club gives him the financial backing he he needs this summer, isn't it? We can't waste this wonderful season we've had. Yeah, I agree, because a lot of our success this season has, in my opinion, been because of momentum. And next season, we need to keep this momentum that we have going. And we we can't stop because... 
let's face it, we are we have an older squad, and that served us really well this this season with the experience. But you know, look at Liverpool; they've now got a really aging squad, especially in their midfield, and they're not doing very well up until very recently. They weren't doing very well, so I think it's important that we sort of get in some new blood to re- to reinvigorate the team and. So we can maybe, I think, push for Europe next season. Oh, and... Steady on, son. The first, pro- the first priority next season, because the second season is always harder in the Premier League, That's has true. to be staying, getting that 17th place. Like, yeah. if, we, you know, if we start like we did this season, then we won't have a problem. But yeah. we can, let's not run before we can walk. Um, this has been a phenomenal season. And that's where I want to... Um, Draw to a close, congratulating Marco Silva on his nomination for Premier League Manager of the Season. He should obviously win it, Oscar. There's no manager better than Marco Silva in the Premier League, is there? Absolutely not. Unfortunately, it's a popular vote, so uh, lots of idiots are out, out there. It is a popular vote, so everyone should get voting for Marco Silva on the Premier League website. I'm pretty sure the voting's still open. You know, go and click yeah, it is. and get... Get all your friends and family to click, and all your in all on your socials. Go and plug it because we're not the biggest fan base, but let's get him a respectable number of votes. Um, yeah. There are a lot of contenders, um, so, so there's that. And I do just want to touch on um, the neighbours from Stamford Bridge. They obviously lost today. Hilariously entertaining. Um, Super Frankie Lampard is no longer ironic. In our case, sad times. Um, I mean, it's terrible. I'll be crying myself to sleep tonight. I know, uh, Oscar, and I'm sure you will as well. The sobbing will be all over SW6. But we do finish above those boys for the first time in 40 years, and for the first time in the top flight since 1962. We should take a moment to reflect on how brilliant this season has been. So take it away. It's been wonderful, hasn't it? Well, yeah, certainly in my short tenure, as you've said repeatedly, it has been a short tenure um, of supporting Fulham because, you know, I'm not very old, I'm like you. Um, it's, it's been by far the best season for me and I've really enjoyed it. And for once in school, I don't have to hang my head in shame every Monday, which is nice. It's lovely. But just on the broader point, you know, regardless of our respective ages, and well done, you've got that dig in there again, um, oh, no. uh, just looking at the composition of the Premier League at the start of the season, everyone was a bit nervous. And we were certainly looking at a lot of those teams and thinking it'd be tough to get a point there. It'd be tough to get three points there. We're going to have to get most of our points at home. And we've really surprised everybody. Uh, and also, the moment, you mentioned it earlier, a lot of our success is down to the momentum we generated quite early on. Um and it's been a wonderful season. Look at the... We won the SW6 derby. We absolutely demolished the bottom five or six. Um, stayed up comfortably and can look forward, you know, look forward to the last three weeks of the season. In the words of the song, you know, let's be unpleasant about Scott Parker, Marco Silva's a genius. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we stand by it. And just in terms of everything about the club this this season, almost everything apart from the ticket prices, um, the recruitment, fair play. Somebody persuaded Jao Polina to sign. We got Burnt Leno for three million pounds. 
Um, you, we, you've already talked about Andreas Pereira. Um, some seriously good signings. Issa Diop, everyone scoffed at paying big money for Issa Diop, and he's come in and, uh, and done really well. And even Carlos has scored some goals. So well done to everybody. Um, I, I think it's worth emphasising just how badly the pundits got it wrong in universally tipping both us and the other two promoted sides who've also survived to go down. So you don't need to believe everything you read or hear from people who are supposed to know what they're talking about. Stick with us and you'll be fine. Um, I would like to finish here by thanking all of our readers and listeners and well-wishers for their kind words over the past few weeks while we've been away. We hope to be back, Oscar, don't we, with a look ahead to the final day at Old Trafford. We'll try and do a preview. Um, and Fulham might be due a, good, uh, a bit of good fortune at Manchester United, whisper it quietly. We're also planning to keep going over the summer to give everyone their Fulham fix, if that isn't trademarked by the club. Now, um, well done to Felix White. And uh, if it is, this could be the last podcast. Well, yeah, don't (laughs) say things like that. I should say well done to uh, Ivan Berry, and who's been a guest on on this this podcast, and Felix White, a long time friend of the site, on their their podcast. Do go and check that out if you haven't already listened. We'll be guided, of course, by your your feedback. so thanks very much, Oscar, for joining me. It's always fun, however much fun you poke at me during our weekly therapy session. Thank you very much, mate. No problem. Happy to be here. And uh, look forward to talking to you again uh, in the week, hopefully, your revision permitting. Um, good luck with the rest of your uh, your exams, mate. I know you'll pass them with flying colours. Uh, just like Fulham have this season, come on, you whites.